Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly, and this is Shauna Danberg, and you have joined the Don't Mess With Our Kids podcast. Now, there are women of every age, especially those mama bears, that have had enough because the attack on our children has gone way too far. And there is a grassroots movement called Don't Mess With Our Kids that is rising up in America right now. And it is so simple for you to engage. We have a couple ways for you to do that. The first way is you're doing it right now. You're listening to this podcast. Please subscribe so you can get notifications and share this episode with people in your life that you love. Also, we are so excited because all 50 states will be gathering in their individual state capital on April 13th of 2024. We're going to gather and pray, take communion together, and we're going to see God doing crazy amazing things in the area of reformation. Also, last but not least, we will be gathering together 1 million women and their families in October of 2024 in our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. A million women and their families. I just want you to imagine it. And we're going to pray we're going to come together and we're going to strategize how we can see America turn back to God. I'm so happy you're here today. The guest we have, Shauna, are you so excited about so this? So excited. I, when I met this amazing woman and she told me what she did and the dream that God gave mm -hmm. her, I thought, okay, this is super simple. Yeah. This is super duplicatable. Right. And extremely effective. Yes. And she is right now making hell shudder because her and her team are going to women and teens who are pregnant that could possibly maybe be thinking about having an abortion. And God gave her an idea to help these mamas overcome that decision or feeling like that was the only way out and you're going to hear about it today. It's absolutely incredible. Her name is Jennifer Hoffman, and she's the founder and president of Life Options Network. The goal of Life Options Network is to make abortion unthinkable through a local church model of long-term support to mothers in need, both during and after pregnancy. Jennifer lives in Lebanon, Tennessee with her husband, Jeremiah, and their three daughters, and she has a podcast called Love Makes a Way. So we'll have to catch that too. This is incredible. So Jennifer, come on and join us. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're so happy you're here. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. You're so welcome. Okay, let's dive into this. I want to hear a little bit more about how was there a moment that you can remember that God dropped this idea in your spirit? Was it a dream? Was it just you were journaling? Were you just doing the dishes? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and they don't know what it is yet, right? We haven't even right. said what it is, the idea that God gave you. But can you walk us through the inception of this idea and then tell everybody what it is that Life Options Network does? Absolutely. Well, you'll have to start when I was actually 13. Um, I interestingly had a friend uh, who was raped um, at 14 years old, uh, who was my dearest friend at the time. And uh, I, w I walked with her through just choosing life uh, as actually at a local church. Um, and then I walked with another woman in my later teen years uh, who unexpectedly got pregnant. Um, and then later in life, in my early 20s, I met another woman who um, almost chose abortion and ended up choosing life. And it was a theme that kept happening. Um, 
you know, I wasn't sure why it kept, you know, happening in my life where I would meet these women who would get pregnant and then I would walk with them after and I would see what that after process looks like and how the church would respond and how we, um, how, how they did well or what they didn't do well in. And so there was kind of a front row seat to what is it like to struggle once you've chosen life? And that was a very interesting journey. Um, in addition to that, my husband and I had kids uh, fairly young, right initially into our marriage. And I would say financially, things just weren't great. Um, we knew what it was to struggle financially raising young kids. And, um, you know, when you walk through something like that, it gives you even a deeper perspective on the, the women who might be struggling um, and who are who are poor and who are in need. And so because of all of this, um, I was I had also had a pretty political family as well. So I'd seen kind of, I guess, the political um, perspective on how we can deal with the abortion issue. Um, and it's awesome. We need to keep doing those things. Um, but I remember sitting. It was a, a real moment in front of my television in 2017. Uh, and watching the Women's March. And I don't know if you were watching that too in DC. I like to call it the abortion march um, because that's what they advocate for, for women is, is simply abortion. And I was sitting there, we'd come out of, just come out of some really serious financial trials. Um, we had no money, no connections to do anything. So the Lord really does use everyone. Um, but I'm sitting in front of the TV and um, I, I got upset and I just said, God, I've seen these women struggle after they've chosen life, but I've also seen how deeply you care about the unborn children and how they're mocking you. And I cried out. I said, God, who will go? Who will, who will go and show the church, show the world how we can love more deeply and, and impactfully? Um, and I, I was actually like an angry cry to the Lord. And uh, in that moment, I actually, the Holy Spirit fell in my house. Um, it was like I had been in a 10-hour prayer meeting. It was so crazy. Um, and I fell to the ground. His presence hit so hard in my home. And, and he said, I want you to start something. I want you to go and do something. And I'm thinking, that's that's great, Lord. Um, I I don't really want to be the one to go do this. Uh, to be totally honest, it was a really big struggle. But I said, listen, if, if you want me to go, I will. Um, but here's my fleece I'm going to put out, which was, I said, I, I don't want to just have it be this moment. Let there be another sign from you. Um, and so I didn't tell my husband. I told nobody um, that I'd had this encounter with the Lord. And I said, okay, God, within two days, if somebody else comes up to me and says, okay, let's start something, um, then, I'll, then I'll jump into it. And you know, I'll do it wholeheartedly because I love you. I'm, I'm going to serve you. And so um, didn't say anything to my husband. And uh, the next day I get a text from one of my friends. I hadn't talked to her in 10 years. And she wrote me this uh, message on Facebook. And she said, Jen, I was watching the Women's March uh, yesterday and I could not get you off my mind. Um, we really need to start talking about what we can do about this issue of abortion. And that was my, okay, God, here I go. And that was the journey to building what is now Life Options Network. Wow. wow. Okay. So Jennifer, tell us then what was the idea that God gave you? What have you now birthed and created? And even our church has one. Like, tell yes. us about what this is because it's helping so many women. 
Yeah. So we originally, we were looking at, uh, we looked at a lot of different angles. Uh, we know that childcare is a problem for women. We know that housing is a problem. We know there's a lot of different angles when you look at poverty. Um, so we went down some of those roads, but it wasn't replicable. It wasn't something that we could see the church really pulling into and engaging in a, in a really strategic way. Um, but we started to get items. Uh, from when we were like, we have an advocacy program, which by the way, we have uh, three programs. We have a free store, we have a long-term uh, long term advocacy program, and we have a teen parent night. So they're all three working in unison to address the why behind abortion, which is poverty, but also fear of the future. Um, so we're giving women a vision for their future and we're providing for them. But it's not us providing, it's God providing um, through what we're able to do and through the local church. So those are the three programs. So we ended up with the free stores as a major model because we kept getting items given to us and we were like, we need to give these out. Our very first free store was actually in a storage unit in Vancouver, Washington. And my friend and I, um, she's just a great, she could just like organize everything. And so she made it into this little store and we just put it out there to the world. And all this, these women, I mean, in junker cars with little kids and they're coming in and they're grabbing items and they're, you know, in tears because they're what like- what kind of items, Jennifer, to describe this? What, yes. what are we talking about? What so, kind of items? Yeah. So we're giving away furniture, um, baby furniture. So anything zero to five T we're giving away baby furniture. Um, we're giving away um, maternity clothes. So um, even like baby care stuff. So if you've bottles and um, just things that, you know, baby carriers, all of that uh, car seats, they're going to get that for free from us. Wow. And that's and amazing. I don't mean to, you know, cause you're doing an amazing job explaining this, but I'm just wanting everybody to really grab a hold of this right now. Every mother listening to this and dad knows that stuff is expensive. Yeah. I mean, you get a car seat, you get a stroller, you get bedding, you get clothes that they grow out of in two weeks. It's, it's overwhelming for people who have the finances to do this. And so I love what you said. And I just want to reiterate it before we keep moving on. You said women who have um, fear of the future. And what you're doing is you're showing them even walking into a store. Wait a minute. Do, are they always surprised it's free? Yes. Is that like a big surprise for people? Yes. I have women. We have women that break down sobbing all the time because they're expecting a catch. You know, we live in a world where there's always a catch and there just isn't with this. Um, you know, when we opened our first store in the new building, which by the way, I got the keys to on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, which is a whole other story. No yes. Yeah. So I got the keys to that first store um, in a retail space, um, which we've now moved fully into churches. But um, I remember the first day in that free store and we had advertised it as such, you know, we, we started giving stuff away and it got completely emptied. And I thought, Okay, Lord. Well, that was so fun. Um, thank you, you know, for giving me this opportunity to give stuff away. I called one of my board members. I said, I don't know where the rest is coming from. We have all these appointments coming in. Um, she made a phone call to a total stranger. And within 24 hours, the store was refilled completely. Oh, wow. And so this, Leslie, is for just any mama, any expecting yes. mom. They could be married. They can be they, they can have non-married. They could be a teenager. Okay, they can have a family. Because yep. I'm actually thinking of a personal story. So I got oh, pregnant yeah. when I was in college. I wasn't married yet, and I did end up marrying the father of the child, who is now my current <laughs> husband. <laughs> so we've been married a long time. But 
but the feeling of having a baby that was not expected and that I didn't have the money for, I didn't have, you know, neither one of us did. He was actually two years younger than me. I was in college. He was a senior in high school and we got married right after he graduated. I remember getting a cradle given to me by a girl at church and it didn't have, it was a wooden cradle that went like this and it didn't have the little notch that kept the cradle from swinging, like to hold yeah. it steady. Mm-hmm. And so my little newborn son is in that cradle and I would stay awake all night being fearful that he would roll to one side and tip out or roll oh, to the man. other side and tip out because it wouldn't say steady, but mm. we couldn't afford to get that. And so if we would have had access to something like this, yeah. it would have helped this mama get yeah. them better sleep, which you yes, need when sure. you have a newborn. Wow. Yeah. That's so incredible. I actually want to go to, we have a little short clip of a mama inside of one of the stores and one of the, um, one of your life, life options, women are helping them through just showing them around. So could you show that on the screen? Thank you. Um, so this is our girls. That's just so sweet. You think about these moms that are, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's really incredible. This is, this is amazing. So have you been in that situation before where you're like, okay, God, where's that going to come from? Has this been a journey of major faith for you? Has God just provided Mm -hmm. in the nick of time? Yes. You know, every time. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, you know, on a personal personal level, I remember uh, my husband and I, so I always worked when I had my young kids. Um, I was, I remember bouncing a baby on one knee and doing sales calls um, to just pay our rent. Um, and it, it, it really, um, it just taught me so much. I actually can remember um, having two kids. I was, it was with a cleaning company. I'll forever be grateful, by the way, to that amazing business owner who was like, bring your kids in and do sales for me and clean houses with me. And it was just such a blessing at the time because there really wasn't anything else I could do. I didn't want to put my kids in childcare. Um, But when you're in that position, uh, you have to just trust the Lord in a way that um, is even, I think, maybe more than some in the way that you have to really think about the future. Okay, God, this is my moment right now. How are we going to get through, you know, 10, 20 years when we're raising these kids. And so in that, in that moment of seeing the Lord, um, and then there was breakthrough for my husband, he worked full time, he was working graveyard and he did, um, he worked to uh, get a college degree as well as his second one, by the way, because the first one didn't get him a job. Um, So when you look at that whole season um, of just where the Lord's brought us personally, uh, out of that season, we're blessed in this way. Um, I'm so grateful because it's taught me patience. It's taught me endurance. And it's taught me that moms in all circumstances can have children and can be successful. Um, would it have been super helpful to have a Life Options Network free store? Absolutely. Because there were times where we were spacing diapers. And this is a common thing that happens where women, when they're poor, um, they'll. I've, I've gotten calls saying, I don't have any more diapers. Um, we're using towels right now. Or, you know, um, do you have any other options, um, you know, for diapers in my area if we're not in their local area? And so we'll mail them and that sort of thing. Um, so it's a very real reality for the working poor in America. Um, and when you understand, too, that you've got 
75% of women saying the reason they're aborting is because they don't have provision. But then when you also understand 60% of the women aborting are mothers already, it puts a whole perspective spin on the why. And it's obviously so wrong to have an abortion. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's the, the spilling of innocent blood. But the enemy goes after the poor. He goes after the low hanging fruit in that way because it's an easy catch. And I, I had a scripture. I don't know if you mind if I share it. Absolutely. Um, okay. It's in Psalms, um, but it's a Psalm of David, Psalms 10, um, two through three, uh, and then eight through nine. So two through three says, in arrogance, the wicked hotly pursue the poor. Let them be caught in the scheme they have devised for the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul and the greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. Eight through nine says he sits in ambush in the villages in hiding places and murders the innocent. His eyes stealthily watch for the helpless. He lurks in ambush like a lion in, in his thicket. He lurks that he may seize the poor. He seizes the poor when he draws them in his net. And, um, you know, every one of these Planned Parenthoods, um, they are a net for the poor to walk into because a woman thinks, I, I can't afford to raise a baby, but I can pay $500 to get an abortion. And for them, it's a moneymaker, right? Um, and this is where we, as you know, when the enemy comes in like a flood, we get to raise the standard with the Lord. And I believe Life Options Network is going to be part of that standard bearer where we're saying, actually, you do have a future. There is a vision for you and there is a hope. And we're not going to let the enemy lay all these nets out with doing something equally powerful. Um, you know, we have to think about what these women are facing on the day to day. And we have to have answers for them for that long term, because once you do that, they're going to trust you and they're going to come back. And we've gotten calls from women who have said, I want you to know that because of your free store, I am choosing life for my second child. Um, to give an example of a few, I mean, we've seen a lot of babies saved from abortion, but just one story this year, um, I got a call from a friend of mine. She's an insurance agent, and she was talking to a couple who um, they go over their finances with them, and they were talking about, you know, how they're doing uh, to do the life insurance stuff. And um, the couple looked at her and they said, you know, we're not doing so great this year. And because of that, uh, we're considering an abortion because she is pregnant. Um, and my friend, um, they weren't really close friends. They just kind of disclosed to this in the middle of the conversation. And so um, she went to my church and she pulled out one of our cards and just said, listen, I don't know if you believe or believe that your child has value, but I really do. And I want you to know that I have an organization who will help you, who will walk with you. She handed them this card and she didn't hear from them, them again. Like it just didn't, they didn't reconnect. Um, but about a year later, she's scrolling through Facebook and uh, she sees that they had had their baby. And so she calls her back and she says, hey, I just want to know, like, what made you choose life in that moment? And she said, you will never know or understand what Life Options Network did for us. They gave us every single thing that we needed. Thank you so much for giving me that card that day because I was able to choose life. Um, and so that's the power that we have, yeah. you know, in that moment. That is such a profound story. Oh my goodness. It's I'm beautiful. I'm thinking about as I'm trying not to cry too much right now. Um, but just there's three audiences that I'm thinking about right now. So this is kind of a big question, Jennifer, but you can handle it. But I'm thinking about women who need to get a hold of these services and how they can do that. I'm thinking about 
people who are like, I want to have my own life options store because we've done that at our church in the last few months we started one and it's been amazing. There's been, what is it? 10 to 15 women coming in every week and we're just getting started. And then I'm thinking of people that want to, maybe they can't have a store. They're not the woman who needs the service, but they're like, how can I help this? How can I fund yeah. this? How can I be part of what, what, like who Jennifer's can I send doing. diapers to? Who can, who can I, send I send donations to? to? Donations because you have people are... that work the stores that there's salaries that need mm -hmm. to be made. Correct. So this, this needs to be funded. It also needs to be known about discovered. So can yeah. you answer all three of them? Yes, absolutely. Question. You got this. We, yeah, no, absolutely. So let's talk about the funding first. Um, that is so true. We need workers. We need helpers. Um, so giving those monthly funds really does help. Go to lifeoptionsnetwork.org slash donate, and you can give either monthly there or you can give one time. Um, we also take checks. You'll see our uh, PO box if you want to mail a check as well. So that, that's the giving portion. Um, but you can also, uh, if you want to volunteer with the advocacy and you want to be trained as an advocate um, to walk with these moms as a volunteer. Um, and that can be done from your home as well. Um, you just go to volunteer at lifeoptionsnetwork.org. Um, and then if you're like, I want to open one of these in my church, my pastor would be all about it. Um, go to open a free store. It's on our website. So go to lifeoptionsnetwork.org and then go to our stores and then open a free store. And you'll click on that, answer the questionnaire. Um, the questionnaire is not a Yes, we're opening one. It's a the beginning of a conversation. Um, so we just know you're interested and, and we know kind of what angles we need to um, talk about so that we can really be strategic about your location for sure. That's perfect. And what I'm thinking about too is when you and I talked about this, when I was so curious about how this worked, you said that I was thinking about our church, you know, yeah. we, we can do this, but I didn't know what the store size. And I think a lot of people think storefront. Right. You know, I need a storefront mm -hmm. or, you know, we don't have that type of warehouse space. Or can you tell us about sure. what kind of actual space people would need to have? Absolutely. So Jenny, your, uh, Pastor Jenny, your store has uh, the 13 by 13 room. Uh, that is all we needed for that location, um, but we did get a storage unit down the street. So we had we did work on funding to get a storage unit down the street from you, and uh, so you can have up to just a little small space, and uh, then then together we work on that funding for that that uh, secondary location nearby. Um, but if you have two rooms, um, twenty by twenty is the most ideal deal space wise um, for both of those rooms that are close to each other. Boom, you have. You have Life Options Network right there, and you're going to draw in a lot of women because there is great need uh, for this. And the, the cool thing is, too, um, even this last week, um, when we saw a uh, a couple come in, they came in and they, they decided to start going to the collective uh, because of this ministry. And so it's about the unborn. It's about families. And it's about also having people meet Jesus, which is so amazing. Yeah. But yeah. Well, when you and I met and you shared this with me, I just remember thinking, this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. If we are the church and we truly are here to give life, Jesus gives life and life abundantly. But if that's what we're called to do, bring the gospel, bring hope, bring provision, and really serve the community. And we have our message, right? We have our message of the gospel. But I just thought, this is too easy. We have a room. It not, might not be huge, but we have a room if that's all you need. And then the thing that came to me was we have women in our church 
who are just waiting to put their hands to something. They too care about life. They too care about the family unit. And they're just waiting for this store to land in our church so that they can help run it. And so that's what we saw. And I just want to say to anybody out there, pastors and anybody else is, you know, as a pastor and our lead pastors, we didn't say, well, if we open a store, I guess we have to work the store. Mm -hmm. I just want everybody to understand here that this is also a way to empower the body of Christ. There are women in our church that just are excited about being a part of this solution. So it's nothing that a pastor has to, you know, stand in a store for eight hours a day or something like that. But this is something that I would like every pastor listening to this. And maybe you need to send this to a pastor that, you know, maybe have a relationship with somebody that you can send this podcast to and say, would you consider listening to this? Would you consider looking at this website, lifeoptionsnetwork.org? Would you consider having a conversation how we can help women have a access to the things they would need if they choose life. And I believe that so many babies are here because of Life Options Network. And it's only just the beginning for you guys. It's so exciting. Yeah. I I just, I don't know if you have any last thoughts, Jennifer, that you feel like you want to share. Sometimes there's just something on your heart and mind, but Um, Maybe you could share that and then just pray. You know, we always have our guests pray. And I even wonder if there's something on your heart for who to pray for. So, yeah. What are your last thoughts? Yeah. So last thoughts is, um, you know, 40% of women in the local church are actively aborting. And we want to make sure um, that this church is the safest place for these women to go and that our pastors are sharing about the hope that uh, they can bring. And so this is really, as an organization, what we get to do is help and partner with pastors um, and people in their church uh, so that they can bring this beautiful life option uh, within their own church and their own community. Um, so that that is just the last thing that I would share is, is be bold as pastors um, to share about abortion because um, the Lord deeply cares about these women and these unborn babies and families. And I believe that we will see thousands more saved. So uh, from the abortion industry. So uh, Father, we just thank you so much um, just for these amazing leaders. Uh, And I just thank you, God, for every pastor who is interested right now, who you are burning on their hearts to open a Life Options Network store. Father, we pray that, God, your plans would succeed, Lord Jesus. We know they will. And Father, we ask, God, that every woman who is struggling with, God, how will I provide for this child, Lord, would find the answer, God, with your people. God, that they would find your presence, Jesus, in these churches. And God, that they would not only get a vision for a future for their families, but they would get to meet King Jesus. Father, that they would um, know they are deeply loved by you you and seen regardless of their current circumstances. Lord, I pray that the church in this hour would rise up, God, um, as the bride, Jesus, to do this work. Father, we thank you, God, that you are raising a new standard in the earth, God, through your people. Father, thank you for the miracles to come, and we declare victory over all that you are doing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on here. And 
We will be praying for you. This is an incredible work you're doing. And I think you've only just begun, quite honestly. You've just barely scratched the surface. Lots and lots of babies are going to be here because of Life Options Network. And we really appreciate you. We honor your life. Thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, Shauna, that was incredible. I actually had this uh, reflection. A lot of people have heard about this if you've been with us for a while through her voice movement. But I was on an airplane May of 2022, and it was Pentecost. And God downloaded to me this like this template. And he just said, Jenny, here's what I want you to focus on. I want you to focus on prayer hubs. I want you to focus on the adoption movement that I'm bringing to the church. And I want you to focus on discipleship and legislation. And I won't get into all those pieces, but when he said adoption movement, of course I thought of the traditional adoption, which is totally God's heart that women, you know, there's some women out there that might not be able to get pregnant. And they're even listening to this right now going, I'm just angry. I'm, I'm upset. And um, God might be calling you to adopt, not because you're broken, not because you failed, not because you don't have faith, but because there are babies out there that women are choosing life for, but they're choosing to uh, have their babies be be somebody else's son or daughter, choosing another mother for the baby. And I just want to encourage you right now that adoption is a beautiful, absolutely incredible miracle of God. But in that time that God said adoption movement, I all of a sudden saw girls that were pregnant. And he said, Jenny, I want the church to adopt these girls that are young and pregnant and they don't know what to do. Maybe young 20s, whatever. They don't know how to afford this baby. They don't think that they have what it takes. And I just remember thinking, well, I don't know how to do any of that. But yes, Lord, I'm open to it. And it wasn't maybe a couple months later that I met Jennifer. Wow. And so God said, you know, I'm going to bring you people that are doing that, but I need you to, you know, sound the trumpet. I need you to sound the alarm that these people are mm-hmm. are doing. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, Sean, I think God asks us to do stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not that we're going to do it. It's that right. we're going to partner with somebody right. who is doing it. That's right. And then we're offering to the people who follow us, Mm -hmm. hey, listen, you need to know about this. Mm -hmm. So I just want to point out here that this is one of the ways that her voice has decided to care about life. And there's many other ways as well. But for you to open up a store in your church would save lives. That's what I want to tell you. We can't be loud about the problem and not loud about the solution. Well, that's exactly it right there. That's exactly it. Because I told the Lord, I said, I refuse to let my message be, don't have an abortion, the end and walk away. Right. And the Lord said, that's exactly right. My heart is not to tell people don't, 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 don't. My heart is to say it's life. And now let me disciple you and show you the way that we can make life possible. It puts us on offense. And so Anyway, this is super, super encouraging conversation. I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. And I did mention prayer hubs just for a split second. If you do not have a prayer hub, would you go to hervoicemovement.com and would you start a prayer hub? Because what happens when people 10 or less 
get in your living room, around your kitchen table, and you just start praying together. We give you a guide. It's a prayer guide of 30 prayers. You can read them word for word. It's plug and play. But what happens is the word of God goes out and begins to change everything in your community, in your state, in your home, in your church. And people are empowered that are sitting there praying with you. I'm telling you, God wants us to come around the kitchen table or the living room and begin to pray. So prayer hubs are near and dear to our hearts at her voice. And so please pray about a prayer hub <laughs> or don't even pray about it. It's God's, you know, it's yeah. like, why not just start one? They're absolutely free. And um, we just ask you to meet at least once a month for one hour. All right. We'll talk about that more in the future, but thank you so much for being with us. It's been amazing. And we'll catch you next episode of Don't Mess With Our Kids.